live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Just want to let everybody know after that update, that was Johnny Damon, the Yankee. Uh, not Johnny not John Damon, Damon, the Red Sox. Red Sox. <laughs> that was more of the New York side coming yeah, out. Yeah. Although I felt like Johnny Damon had a haircut with the Yankees, and he had that hair willy-nilly, let's just say, with the Red Sox. Brent, so who was he really playing for in that Johnny happened? Damon actually was part of the Red Sox team that kind of self-proclaimed themselves the idiots. Ah, <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. That's that's prideful of him. Well, yeah. I mean, they kind of – he was that guy. And, um, well, that's unfortunate news with Johnny Damon there. So, uh, hopefully, you get that part cleaned up. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos, not in trouble at all here on a Friday. Not yet, at least. But we got not three yet. hours to make that happen. Plenty of time for that to happen, Brent. My gosh. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the weather, but cancellations in baseball and softball. That's what rules my life right now. I mean, would you rather complain about the rain, or do you want to complain about like other places like Texas who are going through blizzards right now? I, I feel like we got pretty made in the shade right now, to tell you the truth. Isn't it amazing? How much? I mean, Texas really messed that up, though, too. I mean, just from a government standpoint. Sure, sure. I haven't paid too close attention, although I talked to somebody in Dallas today, had a meeting with them. Yeah. They said it's just been wild. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is some cold and some snow in some places that you just can't prepare for, but... At the same time, I'm not sure it should be this drastic. Um, I and I guess that's what everybody is saying as well. Don't even mean to, I don't even know if it's a political topic. So, uh, hopefully not. Spoiler alert. It kind of is. It, it is. Hey, a little bit. Yeah. Somebody well, might have well, went. <laughs> well, that part <laughs> is. Okay. That part is. But right. I don't think he was going to also turn all the power on by himself if he stayed home. Uh, so, <laughs> if, he, but, if he really cared, he would have. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. Would have found a way. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. That's, that's more of an optic uh, discussion. Sure. That's on WOKV 104.5. <laughs> Just not right now, though. <laughs> They're not talking about that right now. Okay. It's before our show or after our show. Uh, okay. Not yeah. during our show. I mean, don't don't lose the listeners here, Brent. Hey, uh, we nobody wants to hear about that stuff. No. I mean, come on. Just go on Twitter and find that. Hey, uh, we found – I asked this question earlier in the week, I think it was. Maybe it was late last week when talking a lot about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Can we find somebody to criticize Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. And this wasn't really a criticism, I guess, but it's not on the board the way everybody else is on board. And this was bound to happen through draft time. Uh, this is – this is. Uh, I guess Ryan Clark has said it for a little over a year. He's not as high as everybody else's. Mm. Uh, Matt Miller mm-hmm. just started at ESPN, so that kind of became a thing today. Um, listen, I, I'm not here to defend Trevor Lawrence, and, and we're all sunshine and rainbows and Homer up around here. We're excited to have Trevor Lawrence coming to Jacksonville. But you better defend him. You've been to his hometown, so yeah. let's go. Let's go well, ahead and start getting. He doesn't need my defense. I mean, okay. people can have an opinion whether he's the better quarterback in this draft or not. I mean, yeah. You know the the old, I hate saying it, but the time will tell uh, <laughs> phrase will will certainly play out here. I I just can't fathom that legitimate. Um, number like a, a certain amount of maybe there's one or two folks out there, but evaluators I think is how the the word that was termed have said, oh, wait a minute now on Trevor Lawrence a little bit, not as high. I don't know if that's a plural meaning like two or three or ten. You know, I don't think it's a high number. Is my point. I, I think the high number and is people saying this guy's unbelievable and he checks all the boxes and find me a flaw like Todd McShay said. So well, uh, it's good to have a little mix-up, though, in the conversation. Oh, of course. It's fun. You know, it's clickbait. It gets people talking. It gets people riled up. People start to know your name a little more. Now, the guy from NFL Draft Scout that was in ESPN. Yeah. Miller? 
Matt Miller, yeah. Matt Miller, okay. Yeah, he was the one that said that he's heard some teams actually have Zach Wilson above Trevor Lawrence. Now, listen, I don't know Matt Miller's sources, okay? I don't think he's talking to every single GM in the NFL and meeting with them on Zoom and saying, hey, man, who are you guys going to draft this year? Yeah. Okay? But we got to take this into account a little bit. We're, what, two and a half months away from the draft, about? Yeah. Give or take, I guess. Do you really mean to tell me that teams are just going to tell you who the, like, w- what the plan is? Or, or and hear me out, this is a crazy thought, maybe there's some gamesmanship. M- maybe they're trying to pump Zach Wilson a little bit just in case there's a little trade bait going on. Like, mm-hmm. listen, man. This is the, the smoke begin. This is the NFL, okay? It is the cutthroat of the cutthroat. It is the smoke screens of the smoke screens. So, like... For you to come out there and say, well, I've been hearing some teams are actually, you know, have Zach Wilson had a Trevor Lawrence. Well, yeah, of course they're going to say that. Now, do they believe that? Probably not. But they're going to say that because guess what? If you have an opportunity, like if you like the New York Jets, let's say you like Sam Darnold. Yeah. All right. Let's say the Jets go with Sam Darnold and they maybe take a wide receiver to help him out, whatever the case may be. But let's say that the Jets come out and say, you know what, we like this Zach Wilson guy a little better than Trevor Lawrence. Well, now teams are going to hear that, and one team could be like, well, if the Jets like Zach Wilson, we better trade up because I guess Zach Wilson's the guy to get. Like, this is, to me, this is classic gamesmanship. It's contrarianship, and it's gamesmanship. One side's trying to get all the people to talk about them and saying, oh, this guy's different. Check this dude out. And obviously the NFL teams are trying to stir up the controversy a little bit and get Trevor Lawrence out of the thoughts of NFL teams. Don't get mad at it. And this is helpful here from 3 to 6 on a Friday in late February when all the Jags are doing right now is adding more titles to everybody that belongs in the building. So this Mm. is good stuff. Mm. This is good. This This is quality conversation. Also, by the way, I think it's less. Here's You know who I think it could be a team? Uh, but also with the Zach Wilson stuff, not only might he be the best in the draft, some would some I quote would yeah. say, uh, but also like Patrick Mahomes comparison. So they're almost like the dramatization of Zach Wilson, by the way, who I think is a very good player. I think he's going to be good. I really do. I okay. like Wilson. I like Fields and I like Trevor. Sure. Um, but. I just think it's interesting in the last week you started to hear some comps to the Mahomes, not just Matt Miller. I think I heard some of that being said anyway in terms of the style going all the way back to like late last week and early this week. And then on top of that now, like stuff like this being out there, I think it could be somebody sitting at like number four, which I think is where Atlanta sits. Yeah, that could push some of that. It's it's an interesting play or even somebody like the Eagles at six. Right. Mm -hmm. But more so here's. Here's why Atlanta makes some sense. Say they want a guy like Justin Fields, mm-hmm. right? Say they really value Justin Fields. And there's a lot of folks that believe, and he's a hometown guy too for Atlanta, but there's a lot of folks that believe Atlanta will get a quarterback even though they have Matt Ryan. And if they like Fields, they obviously don't want to move ahead and give up capital to uh, get ahead of the Jets. But if they can start pumping and some of this wave, and it was kind of the conversation we talked about yesterday. Remember, I had somebody tell me if the Jags were picking number two, they might be compelled to pick Justin Fields, even though this person in particular had said, hey, they actually do believe Zach Wilson might be better than Fields. Yeah. Like that, this was back in like October, November when the Jags were sitting in the two hole. So I, I think uh, – that conversation, that smoke, the the, the narrative. Remember, I, I'll give you another example of it as you get closer and closer to the draft. Johnny Manziel was one of these guys. And and the Jags actually, like late in the draft process, it came out, somebody let it out mm-hmm. uh, that the Jags were interested in Manziel. And uh, that would have been, what draft would that have been? When did Menzel get picked? I'm trying to figure out who the Jags took instead. But there was a story, and I don't know if anybody's ever – 
confirm the story to be true or not. And sure. sometimes legends are born 2014 for Manziel. So that would have been the Bortles year. Uh, <laughs> that's the, the story was the Jags had like a meeting, like in, in the team headquarters and kind of pushed it out there a little bit in like a receiver's room or a team meeting that they might have interest. And one of knowing that the receivers or somebody would go back to an agent and kind of spread that word. And then boom, that's when the word starts to trickle down. Okay. And so that's how it might've been born to be honest with you. I don't know how true that is, but it just gives you a sense whether it's true or not. gives you a sense of how some of these things could be born because that 2014 year we were in New York for the draft. And I remember it was like the eve of the draft and the men's stuff started to get a little hot. Mm-hmm. Like there started to be some smoke on it. And so that's when it came out. Um, and, and really was kind of interesting why it would come out like that, because if the Jags were so interested in Bortles and they were going to take Bortles, well, then they were picking third. They didn't need to really jump over anybody and, and worry about somebody coming up and getting Bortles, I don't think. But maybe they got a little bit of a scare that somebody was interested in Blake mm-hmm. and, and maybe would come up uh, against them. In hindsight, maybe they wish it happened. But yeah. <laughs> well, listen, all I'm going to say is I think if you put any team right now in the one spot, and they have a choice between Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Unequivocally, every single team is taking Trevor Lawrence. No doubt. Okay. No doubt. Like like we said yesterday, right? The prosecution In the AFC South rests. right now, look what Tannehill's done. Look what uh, Carson Wentz, well, however you believe on Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And I think you would even say, look at the Sean Watson and what he's done. And I still think people right now, if they redrafted the AFC South, even over Watson would take Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah. That's how good of a prospect he is. Yeah. So to your point, yeah, yeah. everybody's taking uh, tra- Trevor Lawrence if given the spot. But hey, this is a fun part of this silly season, and, and <laughs> some of the stuff that might come out. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a rumor. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start an NFL draft should. rumor. I don't you know. Where I, I don't know where I should go. Well, you should. There's no accountability, so it doesn't matter. I know. You're not gonna lose your job. No. In fact, you might get promotion and maybe hired at ESPN. Well, yeah. You, you, so, you better be careful because I might lose my job here and go someplace else. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I shouldn't do it that could for be you. Like buying Bitcoin or something. Now we're talking. Um, the you know, I, I think we'll get more of this stuff. But I do find the one part of this that I find interesting today is if you look at every mock draft, like you just said, mm-hmm. they have Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. and they have nowhere to go. See, this is that kind of season where you almost want to like if you're doing a mock draft, you're a national guy with a mock draft and you get a lot of clicks on it. And that's listen, that's part of the world. I, I don't look at that as a negative way. That's part of the world. But they do like four more mock drafts before the actual draft. Mm-hmm. Well, so if you have like this non-unanimous number one overall pick, well, then you could have put like Fields and Wilson, and I think they're going to go Lawrence, like with the Jags. Like you could have mocked them to have three different quarterbacks by this time. Or if you had a big-time player like Chase Young, you could have somebody jump up and say that. Well, the problem for the mock drafters is at number one, it's really no mystery. They can't move it. Like it is such a – that's how you know it's such a good – he's such a good prospect is that – Nobody has anybody else but Trevor Lawrence in their mock draft, and it hasn't budged for the last couple of months, but, and it won't budge all the way up to the draft. But the same thing happened last year as well. Like, Finally I with Burrow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear anybody talking about Justin Herbert at number one. No, uh, but Chase Young was there, and I wouldn't be surprised if mm. somebody said either uh, that Cincinnati could go this way and and then go get a Her- Herbert. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I just also don't think Burrow became that number one guy until later in the year after he had completed this magical season. Sure. No, right? without a doubt. I mean, so, obviously, that, that put him on the map. But, and then the I national mean, championship game say no more. Yeah, but you're not wrong. I would think 98% of yeah. drafts, mock drafts last year had Burrow in it this, yeah. at this time. 
mm-hmm. right? Maybe even a hundred. Uh, so sure. that's that that hurts the mock drafters though. Like the mock drafters want number, they want it to be I kind mean, of a mystery. Cry me a river. No, no, I, I completely understand. And I even think, and maybe this is me just being paranoid, but I even think from like ESPN's perspective. Like, I feel like if New York was in the number one spot right now, the dialogue would be, all right, how's Trevor Lawrence going to handle New York? Like, how can he turn this franchise around? All this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like with Jacksonville, nobody really cares. Like, it was, what is Trevor Lawrence going to do for Like, no, listen, you're going to touch on Urban Meyer and stuff like that, and that's going to get, um, you know, the, the viewership and the ratings and everything. But, like, I don't – and maybe I'm not watching enough, but, like, I don't see it where it's like, how is Trevor Lawrence going to help Jacksonville? Like, what does he mean for the city, all that stuff? Because it is a smaller market. And I feel like ESPN is in the business of big markets. And if a, if a, maybe a once in, you know, a decade quarterback comes along and he goes to a small market, they don't care because then you have to do homework. Then, then you have to see like, all right, let's see the Jaguars history. What, what have they been the past couple years? What do they need? What do they have on offense right now? Like very few people can talk that game without doing research on it. Yeah. I think you're locked in. You're, you're in a different way locked in than, than I am in terms of that world. I, I would say this. I, so listen, we just yesterday talked about John Shipley and Connor Orr's Sports Illustrated article. I mean, it was a cover story on Sports Illustrated sure. of Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, last Friday was Jacksonville Day of the national media. Now, some of it was not so good because of the Chris Doyle stuff, mm. but a lot of it was focused on Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. A lot of it was Chris uh, Doyle, the two Brent. Well, a lot. Yeah. Well, they went live for an hour and talked about the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence for an hour. Who's the NFL Network okay, and ESPN, too? Okay. And, um, and it was everywhere. You know, if ESPN's carrying something live like that, well, they're talking about it the rest of the day. Mm. NFL Network did, too. Mm. So, I mean, I listened up and back to shows from Clemson. It was two storylines, Trevor Lawrence and Doyle. Sure. And both pertain to the Jags. So, so it's I, just the, the fact that the Doyle one got more Yeah, feedback. I mean, it was more controversial. So, yeah, there wasn't very controversial about Trevor Lawrence. but And that also had a head start because of Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's when the story broke on Doyle mm-hmm. on Thursday. But my point being, I don't I, I think you're right. It might be every day. Like Mike Greenberg might be talking about Trevor Lawrence more day to day if he was going to New York. One, because he's a Jets fan and two, because it's New York. Yeah. But I, I don't sense. I, I think Trevor Lawrence already brought a ton of attention to the Jaguars. I really do. Uh, and, and I think he's got the national people talking about him. Again, mm-hmm. He would have had even more if it wasn't for the Doyle story. I mean, the Jags kind of messed that part up. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. so uh uh It'll be interesting to see. I, I do think at a time, too, like I would like like Burrow, I think he was talked about. But once it was a foregone conclusion, people move on to say, OK, what's next? Mm-hmm. And so and then from a storyline, it's like, OK, uh, if you're ESPN or if you're NFL Network or if you're CBS Sports or you're whoever and you say, OK, well, we know Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. We've just talked about that for a couple months. Let's now move on to who the Jets really are going to take at number two, because that's where the draft starts. Yeah, the draft starts at number two this year. And there's also some really good debate. It's a good debate. Wilson Fields. Whoever else might jump at trades. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it'll be uh, – I, I think that you won't see a ton of national love for the Jags for the next couple months now because it's a foregone conclusion that he's coming to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And two, he's a little bit out of the spotlight because of the surgery. So there's not a pro day to watch. There's not an interview process that we're going to actually see. The combine isn't taking place. So I think that – but as the draft picks back up now, Jacksonville will become front and center once again, all built around Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick uh, in April. What I don't understand, though, 
because, listen, I think the overall consensus during the college football season, probably midway through, was that Justin Fields was the bona fide number two. Absolutely. Everybody was talking about it. Without question. And and so much so that at the time, in the season, I think there was some thought. uh, And I think I might have even said this. I think Fields could potentially, by the time the draft rolls around, there will be narrative to say he might be the number one pick. Yeah. And that has not materialized at all. In fact, he slid back. Yeah. So what does that show us? It shows us from the talking heads perspective and probably even like the mock drafts perspective that they're going off of the bad too. Okay. Because the bad of Justin Fields when he played Indiana and the bad of Justin Fields when he played Northwestern, it was evident. You know, I mean, we obviously, we, we beat that horse to to death, but like we talked about it and a loss to Alabama, even though he didn't play poorly. No, no, no. I mean, like we, we talked, I mean, that was the game. I mean, he had a fractured, whatever we think. So no, like that game, I think actually helped his draft stock more than hurt his draft stock, but the game against Northwestern hurt, obviously the game against Indiana hurt him. Okay, so you want to talk about, well, we got to bring in the bad games as well. Okay, and if those bad games, if Indiana and Northwestern can drop you from the number two consensus to maybe the number three, maybe the number four, or do I dare say the number five pick uh, out of quarterbacks, well, then we got to talk about what was the bad that Trevor Lawrence, like, what bad did Trevor Lawrence show us? Was it the Syracuse game? I mean, okay. That wasn't that bad, though. Was it the national championship game? Because I'll echo, that wasn't a bad game. So if we want to say right now that Zach Wilson could overtake Trevor Lawrence or someone thinks this, okay, but then you got to show me. You, you you have to show me why you say that. You have to show me the bad. Because guess what? I can show you the good. I can show you all the highlights. I can show you the national championship that he won against Alabama as a freshman. But then show me the bad. Yeah, I guess in that same context, though, people would say Patrick Mahomes shouldn't have been picked 13th or wherever he went. He should have been picked number one overall. And if you had that but same conversation, it, then you would have seen bad but, from Mahomes. But I'll be honest. He didn't even was, have a winning record. I don't. Well, yeah, but was Mahomes bad? I mean, I don't know what Mahomes bad looks like. I'll be honest. Like I don't know if he had a lot of interceptions. I really have no idea. I know the team was bad. The guys yeah. around him were bad. But I'm saying I'm not sure Patrick Mahomes is bad in college. Yeah, I'm sure he had a bad game. I just yeah. I, versus the others. Yeah. Um, and there were quarterback. Obviously, Deshaun Watson didn't have a lot of bad <laughs> right yeah. at Clemson. Yeah, uh, with the one national championship. So uh, the, the bottom line, when it gets to this, is you know Fields is an interesting study right now. I I think people are. People are actually putting more weight, it seems like, uh, in fields playing poorly against Northwestern and Indiana than he than playing well and outdueling Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. In uh, against Clemson, mm-hmm. he, he looked better that day, and I don't know if they're giving enough stock to that because of the two performances. So it is interesting in that respect how Fields' bad is kind of being, oh, the, yeah. uh, you know, being talked about a little bit more, or at least it appears. Uh, listen, I still think there's a really good chance Justin Fields goes number two to Jets. Mm. I, I think there's a there's no foregone conclusion, in my opinion, that Zach Wilson's going to be the number two guy. Mm-hmm. I also don't think I'd have much of a problem if he's a number two guy. I can see why people like Zach Wilson. I do think he's more boom or bust, but I think the boom could be pretty damn good. So if you want to go by uh, – let's see here. I'm trying to see the, the, the worst game here. Yeah, Patrick you got to be really careful. Uh, I mean, yeah. You know? I mean, listen, the worst game his last year for Patrick Mahomes was he threw one touchdown, two interceptions. That was probably the worst game. And then before that, the seventh – yeah, I mean, before that, he actually had one game where he threw four interceptions. 
Um, that was young in his career, obviously, but one touchdown, four interceptions yeah. against Oklahoma. Well, keep in mind that also, I mean, part of the process of dropping a guy like Mahomes, or oh, not dropping, I mean, he still was top half of the first round. Yeah, yeah. But not being like this consensus guy mm-hmm. was one misevaluation, and was two. Texas Tech was Texas Tech. True. Right. Yes. I mean, and listen, BYU's a hell of a lot better program than Texas Tech. Yeah. So for Zach Wilson, he doesn't have that stigma even with yeah. a BYU. Now, if he was playing for, like, San Diego State, people would really question. Yeah. But that's why we see quarterbacks sometimes come from these small schools, because I think we dismiss some of that. Yeah. Now, like the Eastern Illinois of the world have, what, two of them, right? Romo yeah. and Garoppolo. Yeah. Uh, did Sean Payton come out of there, too? I think Sean Payton came out did. of there, too. Yeah. So, uh, obviously the coach. But um, the Zach Wilson stuff's going to be interesting. Yeah. And that's – he's not the number one quarterback. I don't even know if he's the number two quarterback. No. Not a, I, I mean, do think he's a number three quarterback. I still I would take him over uh, Trey Lance. And yeah. at the end of the day, that might work out. You have to do a deep dive evaluation on on Lance well, that I can't even. Do. Where do you think Mac Jones fits in that? I tell you, man, it just depends who you read. It's very uh, that's a polarizing one is Mac Jones. Yeah. Some people are absolutely in love with Mac. Yeah. Because of the deep. Did you see the June Jones comment? Like he has him higher than Trevor Lawrence. I saw that. Because of the deep ball. I mean, that's one element of the game. That seems a little far fetched. And I love Mac. And I'm glad he's from Jacksonville. He's doing well. But come on. Um, and then there are others that just want to completely stay away from Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. He is an interesting guy. I think Zach Wilson's very interesting. But I think think Zach Wilson's going to go in the top ten, top mm-hmm. six, top seven. Mac Jones, I think, could go anywhere from pick six to pick like thirty two. I think he's really interesting in this year's draft. Maybe the most interesting quarterback uh, in the NFL draft. Urban Meyer not getting a lot of national love. Speaking of that, I'll tell you why, where the evidence is. And that's coming back at Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, Daniel uh, says, we went from hot Cheetos to shampoo, raising the intellectual portion of the show. Austin Lane. I'm wearing a sleeveless t-shirt. What more do you want from us, man? Like, I mean, it's Friday. We never said we're intellectual. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, let's pump the brakes on this Trevor Lawrence kid a little bit because while he has been anointed for the past three years as the future and savior of football, Zach Wilson, a lot like Joe Burrow last year, really had that ascension in his final year. Things clicked for him. You saw the numbers, the 33 touchdowns while cutting down on his turnovers. And the thing you hear from people around the NFL is this name. Patrick Mahomes, a player who can work off-platform, who can drift from the offensive line, that has the arm strength to make up some of those things. And for Zach Wilson, people look at Kyler Murray. They look at Patrick Mahomes. They look at Aaron Rodgers and say, this is where the NFL is going. It's no longer the six foot six drop-back quarterback. Did he call Trevor Lawrence a drop-back quarterback? I think he did. And by the way, did he just put... Makes sense. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Kyler Murray in the same sentence? I like that a lot. I, I mean, you know how I feel about it. I'm completely indifferent now to Kyler Murray. I'm over it. We we had our fun. We got second place in fantasy football. It is what it is now. But yeah, I don't I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a drop back passer per se. Yeah, I don't think that's the book on Trevor. I would say career wise, I'm I mean, I'm sure Trevor's played more games than Zach Wilson, but I bet Trevor Lawrence has more rushing yards than Zach Wilson. Oh, that's a good call. So look it up. who's the drop back play? Okay. Give Look me two seconds, up. Brent. The uh, I like Zach Wilson. I think he's gonna be good. Do you think he's gonna be good? I keep saying that. I haven't heard you say that. You think Zach Wilson's gonna be good? Yeah, sure. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched a lot of Zach Wilson film, so I, I literally have no idea. That's good. Yeah. Good opinion. How many how, how many Zach Wilson games you watched? Uh, I probably I watched, watched like the, four. Four of them? Yeah. Okay. Who'd he play? Well, because he got he started getting uh, hot, and so there were some late-night games on, like, Friday night okay. for BYU, and maybe it was Saturday, probably Saturday night, too. And then, obviously, you know, the Coastal Carolina game. The, the Coastal Carolina game comes with criticism because, like, you couldn't beat Coastal Carolina, and you know, that's all you did against Coastal Carolina. But I'll still say, man, if you like, that's why you don't get too wrapped up in numbers sometimes because if you watch some of the throws he makes in that game yeah. and some of the athleticism, I, I, I just think – we're so harsh on some of these guys now that it's like if they make a mistake or a poor decision or one play, it's like, that's the kind of, oh, oh I don't want that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's not how I feel about it. Uh, same thing goes for, for fields, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I didn't get off the train necessarily in the Indiana Northwestern game. Although the Northwestern one to me was a lot more alarming, you know, to, to no, see for him struggle sure. the way he did. For sure. Yeah, I, mean, I was... actually looked at, like, I thought he had a bad look that day, like a, a not very confident look. Yeah, and it almost jumped off the TV at me. So I look for more. I'm not a judge of arm strength and all that other stuff. So I look for those kind of some different things, and I like what I see in Zach Wilson. I like what I see overall in Justin. See, like to me, when I I think I saw like two or three Zach Wilson games. I watched the Coastal Carolina one. I remember I watched like the first game they played Navy, where they absolutely blew them out. And then I think I might have watched the uh, Troy. Might have been kind of like third or fourth game of the season. And, like, I remember thinking, like, yeah, this, this kid's good, but, like, I have no idea how good Troy is. You know, like, we want to say, well, Trevor Lawrence is good because he's got the talent around him to be good. Okay. But, like, as far as the competition that Zach Wilson's played, that probably has to be brought into perspective as well. Yeah, I think you know? you're right. So, like, that's that's kind of where I went with it. But, no, I think, like, listen, he's got the wheels. He's got the arm. Um Seems to have the leadership capabilities. Like, yeah, he's got all the makings to be a, a, a fantastic quarterback. But like, like I said, I'm on Team Trevor. All right. So here we go. The college stats in terms of rushing, Brent. You wanted it, and you're about to get it. Okay. So total rushing yards. And you want to go career year by year? How do you want to do this? Because obviously they haven't Just played the same amount year. of games. All right. Last year. Last year, Trevor Lawrence played in 10 games, had 203 yards rushing. Okay. 20.3 yards a game. Yes, correct. Uh, eight touchdowns. Now, the, the year before that was kind of the outlier, though, because he had 500 yards rushing. Wow. 563, but whatever. Uh, Zach Wilson, last year, let's see, he had 70 attempts, 254 yards rushing, and 10 touchdowns. So okay. that's a 3.6 average. Three point, yeah. So 3.6 average. Trevor Lawrence, better runner. I mean, he's got, well, if you want to go by the junior year, yeah, it's not even close. Trevor Lawrence blew him out the water. But even so. this past year. I yeah, mean, correct. Just yards per game. Yeah, it's just. So that's a misnomer. Six six guy versus little guy that looks like he can run around. Well, I just I, mean, I, I wouldn't listen. call Trevor Lawrence a a backup or a, a drop back quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the beauty of Trevor Lawrence. He can play in any. They say he can play in any system. Yeah. He's got so many check the box things that he can play in any system. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about we, we get it's funny. Sometimes you get in trouble for stereotyping <laughs> in our world. Yeah. But then it's like okay to stereotype in sports in some spots. Yeah. And like it's ex- acceptable. Yeah. I say this all the time about Mac Jones. Mac Jones is being uh, – it's assumed that the Patriots want Mac Jones because he kind of looks like Brady and he's a white quarterback that's not very athletic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's – I feel like that's why people link him to the Patriots. Yeah. Now, the Patriots also need a quarterback, and mm-hmm. there's also the Saban-Belichick thing. But I think the unspoken part of that is he's a white guy that's not very athletic, 
And they just had that guy for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. Well, Zach Wilson, he is kind of this fun-looking guy. Like, with, he's got the bandana, right, the headband thing going. He kind of reminds you a little bit of Jim McMahon. But you know who else he kind of reminds you of? The way he can sling it and, and a little backyard in him is who? Johnny Manziel. Sure. And Johnny Manziel could run a little bit, right? That's what yeah. we – when you envision Johnny Manziel playing football, you envision him kind of running around. Yep. Well, I think that's what people do with Zach Wilson. You picture six six quarterback, you look at guys that don't run very well. Mm -hmm. And so our mind automatically just assumes that without looking up some of the numbers sometimes. Uh, hey, big news. Big news. Kardashian and Kanye. Done. I say Kardashian because I have no idea which one it is. Kim. 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 There you go. Kimberly, yes. Kim Kimberly. Kardashian. No, it's, it's Kim Kardashian. Is she allowed to call you Kim? Say it again? Kimberly or Kim? No, it's it's Kim Kardashian. It's over. I guess. I, this is coming from the from the studio himself. This has come from Coos. TMZ is reporting it. I'm checking with my sources. Okay. And, <laughs> and it, I haven't it's heard official. back. It's, I haven't heard back. Listen, I mean, obviously... You know, I'm sure divorces can be tough. I wouldn't really know, but I'm sure they can be tough. And I hopefully, you know, both sides come out better. But I'm excited to get Kanye West back. I'm excited to get Kanye West back. Man. So does this because mean now that if Kanye and Kim are divorced, is this a better or worse chance he runs for president? Um, oof, I don't think he's going to run for president. I, I just think that was more of a hype kind of thing for like an album or something. I don't think Kanye West can run for president. I think that Kanye West is going to go back to the the Beat Laboratory and start dropping some some bangers, Brent. Is, That's what we need. So is this going to be kind of like, um, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Country. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, where now Kanye is going to come with a uh, a whole album about his relationship <sighs> so, with Kim Kardashian. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, he, he might drop a couple there. Well, let's be honest. I mean, the last album was a, a gospel album. From Kanye West, so there's no telling what he's gonna do next. But I just feel like, and with all due respect to the Kardashians, but I just feel like when people date the Kardashians, they take L's in their career. Because I can go over the list if you want to. Um, Kanye West, Chris Humphreys, Chris Humphreys, Miles Austin. What happened, to Miles Austin? I don't see him on the Wikipedia list. Oh uh, well, come on, man. You can't go to Wikipedia. You, you have to go with what you read in the tabloids. Damon Thomas. No idea, man. You remember Miles Austin? Wide receiver for the... Remember, oh, he was Dallas. big. Yeah, Dallas. yeah. Yeah, they, he, he dated her when they, he was like big time. Okay. And then all of a sudden, what happened to him? We don't know. Reggie Bush, obviously. Nick Lachey. What happened to Nick Lachey? What's Nick Lachey doing right now? Is he with uh, the mass Singer or whatever? Is he doing that? Probably. Oh, is he? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Are these all people that dated Kim Kardashian Correct. or any of the no, Kardashians? No, they all dated Kim Kardashian. Where does Lamar Odom fit in? He, Which one's he, he that? dated Khloe Kardashian. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That hasn't right. worked out too well either. No, listen, man. I mean, who did Tiger date? Like, I can't believe we're getting into this Kardashian stuff right now. Who did Tiger date? Tiger dated uh, Kardashian? Yeah. Oh, did? I didn't know they did. Oh, man. All right. I, I mean, I guess I'm on the wrong show here. I could have swore Tiger dated it. Do you know who Tiger is, Brent? Probably not, but I'm looking it up right now. Oh, oh, Tiger. I thought, I thought you were saying Tiger, like Tiger know. Woods. Ty tiger. Tiger. I was I was in what? sports mode, and I wasn't thinking. Tiger. No, Tiger. He, he, he dated uh, uh, um, Kylie. Kylie. What's he doing now? Jenner. That's not a not what, Kardashian, though. What is Tiger doing now? Yeah, but it's oh, like he's Ky huge, Kylie though. Jenner's a Kardashian. I agree. Yeah. Uh, but but Tiger's doing really well. With what? His album, his merch. Mm. He teamed up with McDonald's. Well, that's <laughs> good that Tiger... 
and Tiger are both doing really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who's more overrated, Kimmy K or Paris Hilton? Says Clint. Who's more more overrated? Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, Kim Kardashian all day. Because Paris Hilton's a club DJ. What does Kim Kardashian bring to the table? What Makeup, Paris Hilton. Uh, Eyelashes. She's getting married. Is she? Cool as you disagree. I just feel like the Kardashians are in a lot of entrepreneurial stuff, like makeup, like you were saying. I mean, Kendall, Kendall just dropped the the tequila. Like they're they're all over the place. How did the Kardashians get famous in the first place? I I know. And go. Their dad. This for, well, it was well, the OJ OJ trials yeah. stuff, right? That's her dad. Yeah. I'm asking, how did Kim Kardashian and her sisters get famous in the first place? Wasn't it like a reality show? No. Kind that, of. That was Paris Hilton. That's kind of reality. It was kind of a reality show, in a, in a way. I have no idea. Okay, this is a, this I don't is pay a, attention. Off, you guys already, a, I already feel more stupid than I normally feel just by talking about it for this four is, minutes. This is an off-the-air... <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, listen, the, she, the, there was a, let's just call it a tape. All right. Oh, okay. She made a tape. Yeah, all right. And that's how the Kardashians became famous. Yeah, this wasn't Watergate tape either. W- it wasn't Watergate tape. <laughs> it was a different kind of tape. And that's how the Kardashians <laughs> became famous. Now, Paris Hilton, like, let's be honest, she became famous. To, well, her dad's obviously Hilton. Yeah. But she became famous, too, because what was the, the show with her and the other girl? Um, the, the singer's daughter. I don't know, man. We're, we're going down a road. I really don't want to go down. But she was You're on a reality TV show uh, on Fox. I remember, I remember. that show. It wasn't, the sweet, it wasn't The Sweet Life. Something like The Charm, whatever. Some, something Life, I feel like, is in there. Uh, Nicole Richie, the by the way. The Simple Life. The Simple Life. And I feel like Paris Hilton kind of blew up from that. So who's more talented? Well, one group made a tape. Another one was on Fox and became famous. So you be the judge. Nicole Rich- Richie was. Nicole Richie, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I was trying to spin this to sports. Are there are there Kardashian? Is there a Kardashian comparison in sports? Well, we could go with uh, Kendall or Kendall Jenner just announced that she's dating Devin Booker, and Devin Booker plays for the Suns. So oh, they're dating. Oh yeah. Oh no, Devin. They've been ah. dating for a while though. Okay. Well, and his game hasn't dropped that much. And then no. the other one's dating uh, Travis Barker. You know, Travis, you don't know Travis Barker. He's the drummer from Blink-182. Yeah. Very good. Tattoos and yeah. mohawk and stuff. Yeah. I know 182 didn't know the drummer's name. <laughs> <laughs> He's like one of the best drummers in the world considered. Sure. Yeah, people. for sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, or bad for him because he's dating a Kardashian. I mean, I think it's good for him now because... Now he can't play the drums anymore. I, I mean, <laughs> all of a sudden he's just going to like lose all his drum prowess. No, I don't know. I well, think he's going to be okay. what you talk about all the time on the other station, this this stuff? A little bit of that, yeah. I mean, I was talking more today about Tim McGraw and uh, Faith go. Hill selling their $35 million island. Is that more... Like, what's the biggest... Like, this is, this is what I was talking about. That's the biggest money flex you can do is buy an island, right? Like, when you're rich, that's the biggest way to flex your cash. That would be pretty sweet. It, I saw photos. It looked awesome. Because would you say the Kardashians are probably the most powerful family oh. in the country, at least? I mean, probably. I'm sure there's... Yeah, I mean, you think so? Probably. You think so, Brent? Most powerful family? They can launch anything, and it, people will buy it just because they like them. What's so funny is about what you guys... By the way, I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know how to answer that. It's all good, man. But... It feels like to me, yeah. outside world that doesn't even know their names mm-hmm. because I just don't pay attention to any of it, that they are – the view of the Kardashians is negative. Yet you sit here and say anytime they put their name on something, people buy it 
Yeah. Like it's going out of style. Well, yeah. listen. Like we live in weird worlds. Yeah, yeah, we live in weird, weird world. But like, listen, are the Kardashians sometimes a train wreck? Well, you see that on TV. But like, if you drive past an accident, you're gonna just look straight ahead, or you're gonna check it out for and see what happened. It's very true. I, I said this to my buddy today. I said, if you if you are shameless, yeah, really seriously, this is good for you if you can be. Mm-hmm. If you're just absolutely shameless, you have a chance to make a ton of money. You can you know, go. Of you can go very far if you don't care well about what people think about you. Yeah, ESPN like, six ninety only fans. Let's like, go. Almost, but almost Stop. there's a lot of people who don't care exactly what you, they think about you to a degree. But you got to go like off the edge. I don't care what people think about me. Yeah. And if you do that. You seriously have a chance to make a lot of money in today's world. I should look into that because I really, really don't care, but I got to up it up a little bit more. I don't know what I can do. But you like, almost have like to go to things from... that like, what, what what, can I do that actually people will judge me for? And I'm going to make a point to do it political. and Let's still go. not care. Let's get political. I, but I say, like I say that, like I think politically, like you could say that from Cruz to uh, to um, the late now Rush Limbaugh to yeah. even on the Howard Stern. I yeah. mean, he didn't give a crap what people have. He made a living for that. Doing yeah. that. He'll say whatever and the heck he wants. Well, and Howard Stern celebrated for that. Yeah. I mean, Rush no, Limbaugh. I mean, people are celebrated yeah. in a way so much so that they make a ton of money. But the question of Howard Stern was not really political, though. It was just no, 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 craziness. No. But I is... said from a political standpoint, yeah. from a social standpoint, from a media standpoint, if you go off the rate, if you just go nuts yeah. <laughs> and don't care about what people think, that's what we need to start doing. Yeah, but I have a boss that tells me I can't swear on the radio. So what do you want me to do, man? I know. Uh, I got to watch my P's and Q's. So instead, we'll just talk about football more. All right. When we come back on ESPN. <laughs> Ryan Clark has been saying it for two years, and nobody cares. Maybe that's not true, because I just got an extension, but I'm just in my feelings. Listen, I've been saying right. these same things to you guys for a very long time. And it's not that I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. I just don't think he's a savior. I don't necessarily think he's a can't-miss, all-pro, Hall of Fame-level quarterback. And some of those things that Matt is saying about Zach Wilson, they're intriguing, right? This is where the game is moving. Somebody being able to throw off platform. Also, watching a guy play, not necessarily with the best skill players around him, and seeing him elevate those guys. And I don't, and maybe it's this purple jacket that I wear and the reasons that I wear it. I cannot get out of my mind of Trevor Lawrence walking into the stadium and facing Joe Burrow and being totally outplayed. Ryan Clark. But who's saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer or even an All-Pro? Like, what I heard was the comparison is Andrew Luck. How many times was Andrew Luck an All-Pro? Take a guess, Brent. You going to tell me none? None. Was he really? Never an All-Pro. That surprises me. Never. Well, he's never a first-team All-Pro. I don't know if second or third, whatever. I don't know how deep that goes. But he was never a first-team All-Pro. I didn't know that. Yeah. The... uh... Well, listen, the comparisons to those guys coming out are how they were viewed when they were going from college to the pros in mm-hmm. terms of how many boxes they checked and the kind of player people thought they were going to be. Yeah. Now, it, in hindsight, those guys end up having great careers. So, you know, if Andrew Luck keeps playing, he goes to the Hall of Fame. Peyton Manning Hall of Fame, John Elway Hall of Fame, they won a lot. So yeah. there's a lot that still needs to be done. And quite frankly, Andrew Luck's career doesn't live up to Peyton Manning's or John Elway's. Never won big. And obviously the longevity now is is, is a, a big topic. So I think it's just the Andrew Luck part of the comparison, who was very good and everybody would sign up for even now. And some people say Trevor Lawrence is the only guy that he's not rated as high as is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was rated that high coming out of school mm-hmm. um, in terms of everything. 
checking the boxes and intangibles, all the stuff. So I think it's really you just got to uh, now <laughs> when you say generational, you mean a guy that could make it to the Hall of Fame someday and be all pros and all the rest. Sure. So I, I think that part is assumed. Uh, what's, what's really interesting is uh, just just these these one games. I mean, this guy has played a ton of football, yeah. you know, so while Ryan Clark, uh, he, again, he didn't say he's going to be bad. But the thing that sticks out to him is one game mm-hmm. it, out of what he was 38 and two in college, mm-hmm. you know, out of 40. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one. And by the way, here's the, the knock. This is one of those things on Lawrence where you get picked apart for some of your games in big, like the semifinal. Well, I think I, I didn't do this part. I went back and looked at there were like nine games where I thought it was a close game for Clemson or a big game for Clemson. And he played in nine of those. And a bunch of them were in the semifinals or ACC championship game or even the national championship game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look at his numbers, uh, they were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he had two maybe by his standard again, subpar performances. I would suspect those nine games, judging a player of this magnitude on those nine games, nobody else has that sample size. Very few quarterbacks get the opportunity to play in that many games. Why did they get the opportunity to play in that many games? Because of Trevor Lawrence and a very good Clemson program. But you can go back to so many players and you could do this same experiment and you would never find that much of a sample size. Like Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. great. He played well on that level for two games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For in that magnitude of game. Yes. Now, he had some SEC games that were oh, big, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, SEC championships. So it might be three or four, even. This sure. one magical season where most people believe it's one of the best offenses of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to take anything away from Burrow. But, again, that is half or even a third of the sample size that we're talking about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Again, there's, there's seven, eight, nine of these huge games that he played in because of the success he's had in his career. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is going to come in here and be an all-pro. Um, I expect eventually a Pro Bowl, and we'll see. You know, we'll see what the situation dictates. But, like, uh, I guess the whole term savior. Now, I've called Trevor Lawrence the savior before, and I think he's going to be the savior. And the reason why I say he's going to be the savior is because, like, listen, a savior is someone who can save you from danger or, like, make things better. The optics and, and just the quarterback play here the past decade and a half, let's just call it, how has that been? Yeah. How, how, how has that worked for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Not that good. So if you mean to tell me right now that you can bring in the first pick of the draft and Trevor Lawrence, who we've seen many times like you've alluded to in college, and he can come play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, well, yeah, there's going to be an idea that he's probably going to be the savior of this franchise just because we haven't seen a lot of good quarterback play. We think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a pretty good quarterback. To me, that's a savior. If over the next five years the Jacksonville Jaguars go 50-30, and 30, Mm-hmm. 50 and 30. Okay? Doesn't sound like anything crazy. But if they go 50 and 30, you'd go back in five years and be like, Trevor Lawrence has been the savior of this organization. You'd use that. Because what have the Jags done the last five years? Really the last 10 years? Really the last 15 years? And it hasn't even been close to that. And by the way, 50 and 30 would be like a 10 and 6 average. That's damn hard to do. That's hard to do in the NFL. And it would be very good. Uh, to do that. So, and, and by the way, it's probably going to get off to a somewhat rocky start. So we'd have to win big in the next few years to even offset that rocky yeah. start of maybe a five or six or maybe at best a seven win season in 2021. So listen, 
we throw around those kind of words, but there's no doubt everybody understands the context. When we say that, yeah, it might sound like an over-dramatization, but everybody knows that he has a chance to flip the franchise because they've never had this guy. And very few organizations get a chance to potentially have a guy that is this talented of a prospect. And that's the moral of the story. I think we get caught up in the semantics of it all. Um, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at in the draft process. We've talked so much about it. We'll talk so much about it. You're going to have these Matt Millers, Ryan Clarks nitpicking to a point. The bottom line is, if Ryan Clark and Matt Miller were taking the number one pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars in April, they both would pick Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And don't believe them for a second. Or they'd be if they fired say on the they'd spot. pick or they'd Zach be Wilson. The spot. Yeah. They wouldn't. They would not pick Zach Wilson. Yeah. Neither one of them. Guarantee it. So don't believe that. By the way, we had a, a question on the um, line. It was Watson or Lawrence, who's the better prospect, right? Yeah, coming out of college. No doubt Lawrence. Remember, Watson was came with some, uh, I don't know about him. Well, he's turned out to be unbelievable. Sure. But he wasn't this can't-miss guy. Correct. Without quite, In fact, I wasn't that high on Watson coming out, to be honest with you. I wasn't yeah. this huge. I loved him in college, but yeah. it wasn't. It's, it's going to translate. I was wrong. I mean, he's been really, really good, obviously, for Houston and hopefully for another team now. We'll be back at Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690.